Welcome to another exciting episode of Feasting at the Table with Grace Tom Lawyer. Feasting at the Table is a Bible study program that seeks to apply the truth of God's word to our everyday life. It is a feast and so there's something for everyone. Get ready for a fresh, anointed and timely word from God. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us. It's another day again and I'm super excited. I think one of the reasons why I'm super excited is I'm starting a new series and sometimes when you're starting a new series you, you don't know how it's going to go. You've sort of gotten your notes ready and for this one this was this podcast is quite interesting because I was getting my notes ready and I thought I knew this is where I'm going to start from and this is how I will proceed, this is how I'm going to take my flight and this is how the flight is going to land. However, as I began to get the study, as in try to put everything together, I found out that there was a vital part of the study that just crept in and needed to be done. So this is just to let you know that we are in for a good time. The title of our new series is Becoming a Better You. And interestingly, today, as I was looking at it, I thought, wow, that's the acronym. And you could use baby for that, B for becoming, A for A, B for better, and Y for you. Becoming a better you. And guess who we are using as our study character this time around we are studying the life of Apollos this is something that I've always wanted to do I mean I'm sure it's about four years ago I started looking at the life of Apollos and as I read about his life I thought wow I like this person I, I want to learn more I learned more I you know I, I did a compilation and then I left it and went on to several other characters but last year as I sat down I began to think God, what are we going to do next now as in I started thinking about it and it came to me as in becoming a better you and I think really okay so who are we going to use? And then I just realized that Apollos that you studied about some time ago is the character that is going to fit into this study. So I want to invite you to join me as we start this study on becoming a better you. I know it's the beginning of the year. I know so many of us have our plans. So many of us have gotten our goals written down and all of that, thinking this is what I will do. And I think at the end of the day that I think and I'm hoping that it's all get to us becoming a better you. You know, that's one of the things I love about it. It's becoming a better you. It's not looking at somebody else and comparing. Remember what the Bible says. The Bible says that they that compare themselves with themselves are foolish. They are not wise. No, it is you yourself becoming a better you, having a better version of yourself. And so we'll look at the study. We'll begin with the very basics of looking at what is better. What does it mean for something to be better? you know and of course you it's you a person you me and as in ourselves personal pronouns and then we're going to look at why 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 do we need to become better we're going to look at where do we need to become better as in we're going to look at when do we need to become better we're also going to look at how do we become better and then we're going to look at who is going to need to become better and in that looking at who needs to become better we would then go to this is the part of my study that i, I didn't plan for that crept in and needed to be done we then look at who does not need to become better because as i studied who does not need to become better it brought a whole new perspective again for me it dropped me it took me to a place of worship as i, I realized that listen even as i strive to become better you know god does not need to become better because he's perfect in all his ways He's perfect in himself and he does not need to change because he doesn't even change. Hallelujah. So let, let's start by looking at what it is. What does it mean to be better? 
So I went to the dictionary, you know, to just check, okay, this word better. I know I've always, you know, had it as, um, I've always had it. Is it as we as we grew up as children? Those were part of the things we learned. We had to learn, you know, changing uh, um ad adjectives and things like that. Good, better, best. You know, better is a better version of good, and best is the other version, a better version, I believe, of better. But when we say that something is better, all that actually means is that something is more desirable. You know, it is satisfying. You know, satisfactory or is actually hallelujah. So that's what it means to be better. When you say something is better, it, it's it's an adjective. It's an adjective and something that stresses that something is better. I, I think I'm just going to read some synonyms of we've got uh, synonyms of better, superior, greater. You know, preferable and more suitable, more desirable. You know, those are how we, that's how the better and when we begin to look at better why do we need to become better there are several reasons why we need to become better but i think i'll start with one of the reasons why we're not we, should, we shouldn't become better i say well, this should not be a reason for us becoming better and i said it at the very beginning which is comparing ourselves with someone and thinking that that's why we need to become better but why do we need to become better we need to become better because it is part of growth it is expected as growth for us to become better we should be becoming better we shouldn't be stagnating we shouldn't be digressing or anything like that but becoming better better in ourselves and there are several things for us to become better I remember the Bible makes us to understand that we're a tripod being when we look at the book of first Thessalonians, you know being satisfied in your spirit your body and your soul those three parts god is expecting us to become better and it's a complete agenda it is something that god desires and how do i know that god wants us to be better the bible makes us understand that when we look at the life of jesus all the people he met he made them better he didn't leave them the same by the time he met peter remember how peter was peter was you know he was ciphered he was just like a weed but when jesus finished with him he became apostle peter or are we talking about the two sons of zebedee who were called sons of thunder but by the time jesus was chewing with them son of thunder john became the apostle of love hallelujah that is what god wants to do in our life he wants to transform us so much that we'll become better and i don't want us to you know put this thing in the spiritual plane alone and think about it that way no remember that one of the things here in this bible study is that we look at the word and we look for principles we look at the word we look at patterns so that we're not just claiming promises we're looking at patterns we're looking at principles and then we're able to claim and work in the promises so that's uh, that's why we say as in the reason for us to become better why are we becoming better remember that when the bible mentions people the bible makes us understand that they grow the bible says concerning cain and abel in the book of Genesis chapter 4, it said, and the boys grew. When we go to the book of First Samuel, look at Samuel, someone that had been requested by God, someone who his mother had labored in the place of prayer until she was finally given. The Bible says, and Samuel grew. And then when we get to Jesus, the Bible says that he also grew. And I tell you, growth is a part of becoming better. So I believe that it is God's will for us to grow. When we look at the writings of Apostle John, when we look at First John, chapter 2 i believe verse 13 he's talking to a group of people and he says oh i write unto you fathers because i know that you know the you know you know you you know god you know the father you've overcome the evil one i write unto you young men i write unto you little ones so you see that, that there's a graduation you see that everybody's not on the same plane and i believe that that's the kind of graduation we should have i believe that that is the kind of growth pattern we should have i believe that as we do things like that we would actually become better 
And then we begin to ask ourselves, when do we become better? God wants us to become better now. God wants us to become better on a daily basis. God wants us to become better as we cooperate with his Holy Spirit. And then I begin to ask, how can we become better? There are several mediums of becoming better. But I believe that one of the very, very, very first ways that we can become better is acquiring and seeking knowledge. The Bible makes us understand. First Peter, he was saying to them, he said, listen, as, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word of God. What does that mean? That when it comes to becoming better, when it comes to growth, this is something that is not going to happen by ourselves. We would need the help of other agencies. We would need the help of looking outward, not just inward. We would need something beyond ourselves as it were to become better people and then we have the agency of the word you know the bible tells us that as we behold this face in the glass we are being changed you know into that very image from glory to glory hallelujah the bible also talks about the sanctifying power of the word of god and if it is talking about the word of god and the benefits of the word of god this is something we have always talked about in i think in almost every series we've done at one point or the other we'll get to the word we'll get to the importance of the word and we'll study it again and we'll talk about it and we retreat it's out to say that listen the avenue of the world is one of the greatest avenues to get the thing that will make us better i mean there's so much in the scriptures there's so much there's lots of principles in the scriptures that we can use and apply in our everyday life that can do something for us this year i decided that every day i'll read one chapter of the book of Proverbs, because why why did I decide that? I just realized that so many people that I'd listen to that I would say, this person has got a lot of wisdom. The more I listened to them, I, I began to pay attention to the things they said. And I found out that about three people like this that I've, I've always admired for the wisdom, for the wealth of knowledge that comes out of their mouth. I found out that these people read the book of Proverbs almost on a daily basis. I mean, I know someone who said, listen, I read one chapter of Proverbs every day. And so this year I said to myself, well, I want to be a wise person. Now to operate in wisdom, I'm going to I'm going to begin to read the book of Proverbs every day. I'm just going to listen to it. I mean, I'm going to play it in the audio Bible. I just sit down when I wake up. One of the first things I I put that one. I say, oh, today is 27. Okay, then put that one and then I listen to it and then listen to that chapter. The beginning of the and at the end of the day again try to listen to that chapter again why because i want to become a better person i want to become a better you yeah i want us all to become better because that is what god desires for us and so let's go back again so we're talking about where are we going to become better we're going to become better here on earth there'll be no need for us to become better in heaven because in heaven we're going to be giving glorified bodies and there will be no need for us to become better. So this is the place where we are going to become better. And then when you need to say, how do we become better? Well, saying that it's going to take, it's going to take some tenacity. It's going to take some commitment. It's going to take some consistency for us to become better. Hallelujah. And as we, as, as we go along this side, I believe that we're going to go along it in a very good way. I think another thing was a verse I read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, that tells us that we all with open faces, with unveiled Build faces as we behold in a glass the glory of God are being changed from glory to glory, even as by His Spirit. So, the Spirit of God is going to help when it comes to becoming a better. But I don't know if you notice that the Bible says, with unveiled faces, you know, we need to come without pretense, we need to come just as we are. If we are going to become better people, we first of all need to know where am I today? I mean, if I want to become better, if there's something in my life I want to improve upon, I need to find out first of all where am I because where am I is going to help me rightly estimate where i want to be and then the amount of work and then the amount of work i want to be praise the lord
Yes, yeah, so this study is about becoming a better you, life highest. And I don't know if you've never heard the word Apollos. I don't know if you've heard about the Bible character Apollos. You know, perhaps you've come across him in the book of Corinthians where Paul begins to rebuke the Corinthian church and he says to them, listen, who then is Apollos? Who then is Paul? You know, we are all just servants of God. You know, there's a foundation that's been laid and we're, we're all building on it. And there's no other foundation that's been laid than the foundation that Jesus Christ has, has, has built. And Paul began to say to the church, listen, don't begin to, don't, don't cause factions here. Don't begin to say, I'm, I'm after Apollos, I'm after Paul, I'm after Peter. Did any one of us die for you? That's what Paul was saying. Paul said, no, none of us died for, for, for you. I know when you begin to see the story of Apollos, when he first appears in the Bible, in the book of Acts chapter 18, I believe, when you see his story there, and then later down in the Bible, you see him in first Corinthians, that he has become equated you know, to, to almost the status of Paul. People were able to, I mean, before people would say, listen, I want to follow Paul, or I want to follow Apollos or I want to follow um or I want to follow um before people say I want to follow Paul, I want to follow Apollos, or people will say I want to follow uh, uh, Peter. You know, there's a level in which they have placed these people. And then when you look at Apollos, you look at how he came into the scriptures, and you see that this is where he has come up to. I tell you, he's an example of a man who became better. And I just want to encourage us because that's what we're going to be studying. That's what we're going to be learning. That's what we're going to be as it were delving into. We're going to be looking at the life of Apollos and begin to look at what does it take to become a better person because i tell you as i studied the life of apollos i realized that there were certain things about his life that made it possible for him to become a better person there are certain things in his life that made it possible for certain principles that he followed that made it possible that today i can sit down and i can read about him and i can wonder wow i would love to be like that and and and, and so it's it, it's a call to every one of us there's nobody who does not need to become better the only person who does not need to become better is god why because the bible says that he does not change. The Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 16, I believe it says, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And as I began this study, began to study about this study, I was thinking about the need for change. And I realized that, listen, there is one person that is not going to become a better you. He remains the same. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There is one person who, who, who is just perfect. He's perfect in his love. He's perfect in his power. He's perfect in his wisdom and he's perfect in his knowledge and because he's perfect in his love I, I want us to get this point today because god is perfect in his love it means that i can love myself while becoming a better person it means that i understand that the love of god for me is not dependent upon what i do or who i am no the love of god for me has been purchased has been brought about by all that christ did on calvary in short he loved me the bible says even while i was yet a sinner the bible says that jesus christ died for us and that just reminds me this was something i wrote down i've just i just remembered it again you know when we're talking just now about how the fact that it's god's will for us to become better and how god as it were how Jesus, as it were, you know, changed the life of Peter from where he was, uh, where he was as Cephas to Apostle Peter. And then we looked at the sons of Zebedee and how they moved on to become, you know, the apostle of love. And then James was the first person who was sort of, as it were, martyred. I tell you, child of God, that even Jesus did not, God did not leave us as we were. We were. Jesus didn't even leave us as we were. The Bible says that we were once sinners, you know, we have been made nigh by the blood. You know, he decided to make us who were enemies become friends. Why? He's interested in us becoming 
becoming better people. God is interested in us becoming better people. So I was saying that the only person that does not need to change, the only person that does not need to become a better you is God. And because he does not change, it means that his love for us does not change. It means that there is nothing I'm going to do today that will make God love me better or make God love me less. No, he is perfect in love. He's perfect in power. He's perfect in, in, in wisdom and he's perfect also in understanding. Now, what that just means is that it frees me. It frees me from putting some kind of pressure on myself, a pressure to conform to everybody. No, 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 no. It puts me from putting a kind of pressure on myself that makes me feel that I'm worthless, that base, that, that, that begins to base, you know, my worth on my dreams. That begins to base my worth on the things that I do or the things I accomplish. No child of God, that is not the essence of this study. The essence of this study is to live our lives in such a way that we please him. The Bible says in the book of, I believe that's the book of, um, the, that's the book of Second Corinthians. Yes. The Bible says that we therefore judge that if one man died for all, then those of us who are alive should no more live to ourselves, but to him who had died for him. That is God's plan. God's plan is that we should no more just live our lives anyhow, but we should live our lives with the full aim, the sole aim of pleasing him. And part of the things that would please him is if we become better. Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13, it says that the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter. It is the will of God that you and I should become better people. It will glorify him. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, it says, let your light so shine forth before men so that they may glorify your father who is in heaven, who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God cannot change. God does not become me to become better. God is God all by himself. And one of the things we say when we say God does not change is that we say that that is the attribute of immutability, the attribute of immutability. And, and I think I'm just going to say a little thing about the attribute of immutability before we call it a wrap into. So when we say immutability, what do we say? It's very key that we should look at the scriptures and look at what we are saying. Let's look at what we are going to be saying. That is Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. God for himself says, I am the Lord and I do. Do not change. So God does not change. When he introduces himself in the book of Malachi, he says, I'm the Lord that does not change. I think I consider it really great that when Moses, when he was getting his commission and then he decided to ask God, God, who do I say to these people that you are? What do I say to them? And he says, guess what? He says, Moses, tell them that I am sent to you. You know, let them know that I am. And, and that says a lot about God. I said, he will be who he will always be. He's not restrained by time. He's not caught in time. He's he moves out of time. He's existed out of time. We're the ones that in time, we're the ones that see things at different time frames. But God sees everything, says that he does not change. I want us to turn our Bibles again to something else again. I just want us to see another scripture before we begin to call it a day. Turn our Bibles, please, to First Samuel chapter 15, verse 29. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 29. I think I'll just give you a background of the story. So in that particular story, what happened is that Samuel had said to King Saul to do some certain things. He had told King Saul to destroy the Amalekites because that was what God wanted. Because you remember what the Amalekites had done to the children of Israel. And the Bible says that King Saul went to carry out this assignment. But guess what? It was it was a partial obedience. He destroyed all the things that were, you know, that were not really great. 
was never believed like and he kept the best of the sheep and the best of the fat and even spared the life of king Agag. and then you know god was upset about it and told so and told samuel and samuel went there to confront um so and, and so was just you know trying to say you know give excuses for what he had done but the bible says that that um, Samuel then said to him, listen, 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 God, the strength of Israel does not lie, neither does he repent. You know, he began to talk about God because he had known him to a certain extent, said he does not lie, neither does he need to repent. Praise the Lord. We're talking about we're talking about the fact that God does not need to change. God does not need to change. We are the ones that need to change, and we're not going to be able to change by our own power. We're going to be able to change as we are even by His Spirit. And when we say by His Spirit, child of God, we are not saying that we shouldn't do anything about it at all. Because sometimes, child of God, it is just us going about the mundane things that we will see the power and the glory of God. Hallelujah! We will see the power and the glory of God. We're saying here that God does not need God does not need change because he's immutable. He's immutable. I think I'm going to I think I'm just going to read briefly what um, the Westminster and Catechism says. As I've gone to study the mutability of God, it says that God is a spirit where being who's been, you know, whose wisdom, whose power, whose um holiness, whose justice, whose goodness, and whose truth are infinite. They are infinite and they what they are internal and unchangeable god cannot be improved upon hallelujah he cannot be improved upon. he is the sum total of perfection he's perfect in his love he's perfect in his love he's perfect in his power he's perfect in his wisdom the immutability of god is one of the attributes of god that i want us to keep in view as we continue this study of us becoming a better you because we have to become better we have to change but the god that we're dealing with is one that does not need to change at all because he's perfect in all his ways he's perfect in all his ways so today we started we began the new series and it's a series the baby series the baby series that has to do with becoming a better you there's nobody else that's going to become a better you than you you are not in composition you're not competition with anybody you are here as it were to become a better person because this is god's desire for you god's desire for to grow into the image of Christ from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, because even as we seek, oh God, to become better, we can trust the fact that you are God. We can trust the fact that we can lean upon you. We can lean upon the resources that you bring to us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, because as we continue this study, we are definitely going to become better persons to you be all the glory in the mighty name of jesus we have prayed amen and amen we hope you have been blessed by the word of god today we look forward to seeing you again next time on feasting at the table